the EDAN Summit, which was taking place in Hong Kong, I met up with NASA astronaut Colonel Terry Wirtz. He is one of only four astronauts ever to pilot the NASA Space Shuttle. He spent over 200 days in space at the International Space Station, flown on the Russian Soyuz spacecraft and performed spacewalks. He gave me his thoughts on how the lessons he learned from the space program could be applied to other walks of life, including setting up and managing your own business. Was this something you always wanted to do, to be an astronaut? It was. I grew up with pictures of airplanes and rockets and galaxies on my wall. Uh, the first book I ever read was about Apollo, and I was just captured at a young age. I just wanted to be a pilot and an astronaut since I was a little kid. And what did people say when you said that, I want to be an astronaut? Well, they mostly just laughed, like, of course, that's not going to happen. Yeah, everybody wants to be an astronaut, whatever. Um, but I thought, well, that's what I want to do. And so I, I kind of learned what you needed to do. A thing, a movie called The Right Stuff, a book called The Right Stuff came out and I read it. And then the movie came out and that really motivated me. And it kind of told me the pilot, test pilot route of how to become an astronaut. And so I just set about learning. I didn't, no one in my family knew that or had been military pilots or anything like that. I just kind of learned it on my own. But did people say, you know, that's crazy, no one does that, you can't do that sort of thing? Yeah. Of course, my entire, you know, childhood and then into the Air Force, um, that was the common refrain was, yeah, okay, that sounds cool, um, I want to be a baseball player, I want to be president too, you know, so, um, but I just stuck to it. And how do you overcome when people say you can't do that, because it's the sort of thing entrepreneurs face all the time that people face in other walks of life people saying that that's just not possible you can't do that that'll never happen how do you sort of deal with that you know for me actually I'm stubborn and when someone tells me I can't do it or if I if I see someone else did something and I'm like hey wait a minute I can if they're doing it I can do it and that is something that I've used to motivate myself like if this person can do it I can do it running a marathon one time I was with someone and they were running faster than me and I was like wait a minute I can I'm not going to let them beat me, and I just kept up. So that was kind of my own, one of my internal motivations. But did you have supportive parents yeah. who you know, wanted to encourage you to do these things? I did. Uh, my parents were great. They, they didn't really know anything about being an astronaut or a pilot, but they knew that's what I wanted to do, so they supported me. Um, they believed in me. They got me a camera when I was a kid, and I taught myself how to do exposure and focus and all that kind of thing. Uh, they got me a computer as a kid, not knowing anything about them, and I taught myself how to program in basic. Um, they got me a telescope as a kid, and we grew up middle class, you know, just average American family. There was nothing upper class at all in any way about us, but they uh, they got these things for me, but then let me learn them on my own. Like, they didn't hover over me and tell me what to do because they didn't know. And that learning and doing things on my own was so important. That self-motivation um, is what you need to do anything. Not only astronaut, but if you want to start a company or have a family or be a doctor or whatever it is you want to do in life, you have to be self-motivated. So that's an important aspect of really succeeding. You've got to find somewhere the motivation from in, within yourself. I think it's not an important. I think it's the aspect. I mean, if if you're self-motivated, you can do anything. I mean, that you know, to a certain extent, like, I, you know, I'm not going to be a f professional footballer or I wanted to be a baseball player when I was a kid. And very quickly, it became obvious that I was not going to be a professional baseball player. And, that, and that's fine. But um, if you're motivated in areas where you're talented and you have gifts, you can you can do anything you want. 
And you grew up at a time when America was first starting to send people to the moon. We had all these Apollo missions going on. Was that a big inspiration for you? And what, what could you learn from how NASA succeeded in making all that happen? You know, I was born during the Apollo program. And then uh, actually when I was older is when the space shuttle was starting. Ironically, I got to fly the shuttle um, 30, 25, 30 years later. That was really crazy. But I think the less, there's a few lessons to be learned. And these lessons can apply to businesses, any type of organization. You have to have a vision. You have to know where you're going. But words are cheap. So with that vision has to come an actual strategy and plan of how to implement it. And then you have to stick to it. And those three different things are all doable on their own, but to keep to all three of those is not always common. And that's how organizations like Amazon or Tencent or Apple, whatever it is, you kind of have to have all three of those things and a little bit of luck, but mostly hard work and some smarts and then the vision and then you stick to it. And of course, you can't do this on your own. You have to have right. a team right. around you. How important is the teamwork? Yeah, well, the space pro- the space program is the the best example of teamwork because I had a crew, and my crew is very international, Russian, American, European. But we also had a huge crew of many, many thousands of people from America, Russia, Europe, Japan, Canada. It's a very international program. So... You just can't do great things by yourself, you know, unless you're a tennis player. I guess the tennis players can, but um, any type of organization, you're going to have to learn how to work in team. You're going to have to motivate people uh, and understand leadership and followership and all those intercultural dynamics. The world we live in today is international, and um, teamwork is one of the best lessons you can get from the space program. And is it hard to find the right team that you can work with and do these things? I mean, in a lot of organizations, it is. For a space program, it must be even harder. You know, well, that's true. For the space program, it's kind of unique because each country just throws in their group of people and then you kind of have to make your team on the fly. Quite literally, in space, you don't meet for the first time, but a lot of crews are becoming crews while they're in space. But on Earth, I've always found... It depends on exactly what you're doing, but I would rather have a group of people who are self-motivated, smart, learning, collaborative. They want to work together. They're mission-focused. I would rather have a group of people that will focus on getting the mission done rather than somebody who has a million years of experience doing this one task. I think if you get the right people, they'll figure it out. Now, if, if you're if – you're, building a specific type of electric component, you have to hire somebody who knows how to do that. But for most organizations, I'd rather pick the right person and let them learn the job. I think that's most important. And how do you encourage and motivate them as the leader? So I've, I really found that leadership is important to be appropriate for the situation. If you're an army lieutenant and you've got a 20, 18-year-olds in your platoon, you tell them what time to wake up. You tell them to put their left shoe on first and then you tell them to put their right shoe on and you tell them to eat breakfast at 0635 and there's no discretion. If you're me with a team of the most experienced astronauts on Earth or off Earth, um, it's very collaborative and you work together. Whenever I had a problem, I'd say, hey, guys, look, the water recycler is breaking. Any ideas? And every single time somebody would have a good idea and I'd say, all right, let's go with it. And then when it was time to call down on the ground and let them know what we were doing, I would say, hey, 
you know, so-and-so, my crewmate came up with this great idea and it's working well. And when things didn't go well, sometimes people make mistakes, I would always call down to the ground and said, hey, sorry, I messed this up or, you know, I, I had this problem. I would never publicly blame people. But if things went well, I would always publicly give them the credit. And guess what? At the end of the day, people know who makes a mistake. People know who's really doing the things. But I think it's important as a leader to praise in public and criticize in private. That was former NASA astronaut Terry Wirtz. And there you have it. I hope you found some interesting ideas in this week's program. Next Saturday, it's our Christmas special. I'm going to talk about charitable giving and RTHK's annual drive Operation Santa Claus, run in collaboration with the South China Morning Post. Jimmy Lamb will hear about the Christmas wishes of a family of a patient diagnosed with a rare disease, and I'll take a look at the investment highs and lows of 2018. For me, Peter Lewis, have a great week, and I hope you can join me again next Saturday. 